Star Wars 7x7 episode 2837. It's a Spinner Sunday and we're going to talk about more High Republic stories and wrap up our coverage of Phase 1 of the High Republic. This time we're talking about Back Together and Away, which is a story by Daniel Jose Older. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So this is a full spoiler episode. This has been out for a couple of months, so I don't think we're... (laughs) (laughs) really necessarily in jeopardy of spoiling it for you, basically. But this is about Back Together and a way which covers issues 8 through 10 of The High Republic Adventures by Daniel Jose Older. You will recall that this focuses on a group of Padawans that are working initially with Yoda until Yoda goes missing. So in the meantime, they're working with Master Torben Buck, a.k.a. Buckets of Blood, and Cantum Psy. And this story takes place not long after the events of The Rising Storm, which was the adult novel kicking off Wave 2 of Phase 1 of the High Republic. That's the story that featured the attack on the Republic Fair at Valo and ended so tragically and shockingly with the death of Loden Greatstorm at the hands of the Leveler. So we pick up the story with the Padawans arriving back at Starlight Beacon and Ram Jomoram is with them as well. Ram, of course, is the Padawan that we met in Race to Crash Point Tower, also by Daniel Jose Older. That story was part of that wave to launch along with the Rising Storm. So Ram and Lula and Zine and all the rest of the gang are being organized into a task force to investigate some Nile attacks that are happening in their general neck of the woods. The thing that is driving the story here is that this kid Crix is involved in them, or at least as far as they know. This goes back to the first issues of the High Republic Adventures where Zine and Crix were from this planet Trimant 4. Crix was very upset to find out that Zine had been hiding a you know native force ability. Force users were definitely not looked upon very kindly on their planet. Zine had it and didn't know what to do about it. And when the Nile showed up on that planet, she ended up having to reveal her force powers and it created a terrible rift in their friendship. Meanwhile, Markeon Rowe actually took Crix under his wing This is what's kind of driving the action and adventure in this particular story. There's actually three stories that are running concurrently in this High Republic Adventure story arc. One of them does have to do with Crix and the fact that he has been brought under Martian Rose's wing and wants to do more, wants to really take it to the Jedi and destroy them once and for all, has heard about what happened with Loden Greatstorm, and the leveler wants that kind of power. Martian Rose says, all right, well, you know, prove it to me, and orders him to attack the Jedi Temple on Takadana. Yes, that Takadana. Takadana, right, from The Force Awakens, Maz Kanata, all that good stuff. Now, Crix's first attack on the Jedi Temple at Takadana does not go very well at all, and we'll talk about the details of why in a moment. There are a couple of defectors in the aftermath of this attack who are Nile and claim that they want no part of it anymore. These are the Krill sisters, and one of them is actually genuinely defecting, but the other one decides to take advantage of that weakness as they see it, uses a Viper probe droid to set a bunch of explosives 
around the temple. And just as Crix is coming back with a second wave of Nile fighters, this other Krill sister sets off the bombs. And so the temple is more or less destroyed. And then Crix and crew come to wreak more havoc. And they are driven off yet again. But they do manage to pick up this, you know, saboteur Krill sister and bring her back to the Nile. And apparently Crix has done well enough where... He's going to be sent on some other sort of mission that's really going to do some kind of damage to the Jedi, which we will find out about in later issues and we'll talk about on later episodes of the podcast. The second story has to do with the coming of age of the Padawan Quart, or Quart, Q-O-R-T, who's an Aloxian. As a baby, a couple of pirates slash smugglers dropped a court onto Maz Kanata's doorstep, and Maz was handed off then to the Jedi Master who was at the temple at the time on Takadana, and eventually court was passed on to Yoda. But the reason why court was passed to Maz by these other pirates smugglers is because the baby court was an absolute menace and destroying everything. Apparently this has to do with Aloxians and their very warlike nature even as infants and toddlers until, until just out of sheer coincidence court found the skull of a Vondon crab, if I've got that right, in Maz's basement and this is a thing that Aloxians do where they put this crab skull on their head and as they grow they get to a point where when their head gets too big and it shatters the skull that is an indication that they have matured and it's also supposed to or they believe the Aloxians do that it balances out having that skull on the kid's head helps balance out their aggressive nature as they are growing so when the attack on the Jedi temple comes Quartz skull, his uh, crab skull that he wears all the time, is shattered and that's the moment where he decides that he is actually ready for his next step and he ends up taking it to the Nile and doing all sorts of damage and whatnot. Finally, the third story has to do with the actual Jedi Master who is protecting this temple. And we've already talked about this Jedi Master actually because that Master, she showed up in the Edge of Balance Volume 2 a little bit earlier this year. This is Sav Malagan. Sav is a Cayuso, which if you remember the Bounty Hunter Embo from the Clone Wars, he is a Cayuso. And he comes up also in you know, later stuff too, like Star Wars Aftermath actually, in the Aftermath novel he shows up. Anyway, the initial attack by the Nile on the Jedi Temple at Takadana, there's an incoming alarm and Sav is brewing tea and says, oh bother, right? Like this is just some annoyance basically, which <laughs> when you see how Sav handles that initial run of Nile fighters, it's easy to see why it's just kind of a bother instead of a big deal. Unfortunately, of course, the Jedi Temple is bombed and ultimately becomes unlivable. And so Maz is like, yeah, I don't really get bothered about anything, but this is kind of bothering me that the temple has been blown up. And Sav's response is basically, um, hey, can I crash at the castle for a while? So that basically wraps up all the high level stuff that you might want to know about this particular story arc. I'll just wrap it up real quick. So we're introduced to a bombad Jedi in the person of Sav Malagan. We get to see the Jedi Padawan court go into a new stage of growth and development. We get to see a little bit of Maz Kanata, which is never a bad thing. And even a little bit of Yoda in flashback too, also not a bad thing. 
We get to see how Crix is being treated by Martian Rowe and getting prepared for bigger and better things. And we also get to see that he's successful enough and have the cliffhanger set where we know Crix is going to be given some other big deal. And because of the fact that the Midnight Horizon novel has come out previously, also by Daniel Jose Older, we know that they are headed for a confrontation. Crix and Zine and all the other Padawans are headed for one last showdown that's going to get wrapped up in the final issues of the High Republic Adventures. We will get to that <laughs> rest of that story at another point. But for today, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited Disney or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only Star Wars the Star Wars logo all names and pictures of Star Wars characters vehicles and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them all original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7 we hope you love it Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful, time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh, modern watch designs. From technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast, free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.